The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big and win bigger with WinBet. Head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bets today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their over-under game. Just head on over to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit of up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And we are also brought to you by IPVanish. IPVanish is the official VPN of SGPN, and they're offering 70% off if you go to IPVanish.com slash SGP. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP. And also make sure to check out our brand new Discord server. It's the perfect place to interact and sweat out bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Hi, hello, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network episode 174 um dedication is going to go out to my co-host boyfriend andre arlovsky who at ufc 174 uh beat brendan Schaub, who most of us w- would like to get our hands on so um split decision of course because that's what uh, the uh andre arlovsky of the past decade does but nonetheless he, he did beat up brendan Schaub and win so this goes out to you pitbull man uh, um who is this dedicating a podcast to you it's me Boston Strong, Jeff Fox. Thanks for coming to the show, uh, the show of frivolity and tomfoolery and hopefully some winning MMA picks. We're we're pretty good at that as well. This episode will be dedicated to the main portion of the UFC on London fight card. Um, Lots of fun fights. If you're looking for the prelims, which you definitely should, uh, if you haven't listened to it already, go back an episode. We break down all eight of the prelim fights. Got some juicy dogs in there for you. Um, There's plenty of money to be had in the prelims. So uh, make sure you check that one out too. All right, um, can't do this, so I could do this on my own, but he, he doesn't let me. He always shows up. Uh, who would that be? That would be the Gumby God, Daniel Vreeland. Hello. I actually show up more often than you do. You do. <laughs> yep. Statistically. Very, there been, there's been three episodes of this podcast of the 174 without you. Is that, that correct? Uh, I think more, maybe. Oh, yeah, because the, there's like two or three KCP episodes. Yep. yep. Maybe maybe a Lucas Grandsire episode. Was there a Lucas Grandsire episode? I don't episode? think so. I'm did not I sure. not use? Oh, maybe I just did them solo when I couldn't get. Yeah, KCP you did a solo one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm good like that. But I've been on all 174 of them, so. Uh, true. I hope you I hope you it's guys really are enjoying the dulcet tones of my voice. It, uh, someone on the SGPN Discord, SportsGamblingPodcast.com/slash/discord. Chad says he listens to us uh, to fall asleep at night. <laughs> Compliment or not, but. He does. So I've gotten go. I've gotten people tell me we're, we're like they're running me more than yeah, anything. I have that too. Yeah. 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 That that one comes in a lot, which I appreciate because I use uh I use sports podcasts to run for the most part as well. So uh you know all the SGPN ones until I run out, which uh, I never would. You I never even, will. No, you never will because you could listen to ones about uh disc uh well, not, it's not disc golf you always say no, disc golf you i always say, disc say it. Not, no it's it's ultimate, ultimate. it's yeah yes. it's ultimate that's different that's it's ultimate frisbee yeah or uh pretend horse racing pretend horse racing yep well, and, and then there's actual and then there's actual horse racing yep. actual horse yeah. racing yeah. W- you, you WNBA because girls yeah. play basketball too apparently 
<laughs> yeah, you know you, they let girls play basketball. They, they do. That it, I, I will <laughs> say that that wound up being a very popular podcast too. Like the, the WNBA one is always getting reviews. Uh, speaking of reviews, if yes. you are new to the podcast or you are new to the Discord and you are enjoying what you get, uh, make sure to leave us a review. We got a slew of them a couple of weeks ago when I mentioned that yep. at the top, but then uh, we we petered out a little bit. So uh, help exactly. us end help us end July strong with like a handful more of uh, reviews for this podcast. Give us five stars on Apple Pod. There you go. See, you can tell Dan uh, hosts his own podcast because he, he knows how to do all that stuff. He just <laughs> stepped right in there and took over on me. So, um, pretty exciting name card for this uh, this event coming up. Would you not say? It, it's one of the better, like, you know, like if we're not saying it's a numbered event, one of the better non-numbered event uh, yeah. main cards I've seen in a really long time. Not just in terms of like, it's got a couple of prospects we like on it. It's got a couple of um, really tight fights. It's got weird style matchups. It's the, the, everything. Got a little something for everybody. It does. So we should jump into it because we covered um, news of some fights and whatnot on the last podcast so we can kind of jump right into the picks on this one if you want to hear us talk about nate diaz and that stuff go back to 173 uh if you want to hear me talk about win bet you can hear that in every podcast especially on this one right now make sure to get down on the wins bet 50 dollars win 200 promotion where 50 dollars bet qualifies you for up to 200 in free bets and if you're betting baseball you have to check out a win bet the reduced juice in baseball games makes them the best place to bet mlb and if that's not enough, they have the ultimate fantasy football experience, bet $500 or more on sports or casino before the end of this month. So you got 10 days, people, July 31st. Uh, get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay at Wynn Resorts for you and your entire league. Multiple entries are allowed. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-Bet to claim your free bet today offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available if you or someone you know has a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 now let's move on to sleeper sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform to today with millions of players you probably already have a fantasy league on there the sgpn gang does it's a game-changing product like anything else in the industry and now you can make money in sleeper too by playing the new over under game it's super simple first in any sport Choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, number of points in basketball or hits in baseball. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter in the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about over-under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. So stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. Daniel has a pick for Friday. Yeah, so for Friday, uh, I'll take Drew Rasmussen in the over on strikeouts. Uh, he's facing Kansas City, who kind of sucks, although they don't strike out a ton, I will mention. Uh, but he's coming off back-to-back five and six strikeout performances. So I'll take Drew Rasmussen's over on the Ks. All right, take that pick. Go over on your mobile phone. You probably have it in your hand right this moment. And join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP at sleeper.com slash SGP and sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to hundred dollars. That's right. Join our squad and get the hundred percent deposit match at sleeper.com slash SGP terms and conditions apply. See sleepers terms of use for details. All righty then moving on to the main card. This one is also on ESPN plus just like the prelims. And I believe it's a 2 PM Eastern start 
No, that, that can't be right. If there's eight prelim eight. fights and they started at uh, eleven, is it? That's that's the starting time I saw listed too. But there ain't yeah, no way, ain't no way they're going from noon to two and fit in eight fights. If they do, we are in for some fast paced action, uh, and I'm going to be very excited yeah. about it. But uh, no, I I'd imagine three or three thirty is the start time here. Yeah, you'd think since it got bumped back. But anyhow, you'll be watching the prelims any, anyhow because you're a degen and you're a hardcore people. All right, light heavyweights. Paul Craig versus Vulcan Ozdemir. Um, Paul Craig, the Bear Jew, is 16-4-1, three knockouts, 13 submissions. So he's finished all of his fights. He's been knocked out three times, submitted once. So he's been finished in all of his fights that went the distance as well. Uh, the draw was the only fight that went the distance with him. Um, that was Shogun, right, I believe? Uh, yeah, and then he came back and beat Shogun in the rematch, too. He TKO'd yes. him. Correct. Um, he is 8-4-1 and one in the UFC. He's won four straight fights, and he's gone 5-0-1 over his last six. All of his fights have been finished, like I said. They're all finishes. He was the Bama champ. He also was a regional champ in MMA. He also was a grappling champion. He also was a kickboxer, professional kickboxer. Um, he's got an inch height, inch reach on Ozdemir. He outstrikes his opponents barely, uh, 0.02, so almost the uh, narrowest of margins you can possibly get there. Um, grappling stats in his favor, plus 140. Ozdemir, no time. 17 to 6, 12 knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out twice, submitted twice. Five and five in the UFC. He's lost two straight. He's not won a fight since December 2019. He has fought at heavyweight before. One and one in Bellator. 2010. He's been a professional MMA fighter since. Was also a pro kickboxer. Two years younger than the Bear Jew. Almost two times more active landing strikes. 1.9 times more active landing strikes to be exact. Outstrikes his opponents by almost half a strike per minute, 0.48. Minus 170. I'm going to go first since I let you go first to the prelims. Give me Paul Craig. Give me a dog right out of the gate. The man is on fire. I, I, he's another guy I don't think I'm going to pick against until he proves me wrong. And Ozdemir, I think we've already seen the best of him. He's, he's not looked good for quite a while now. So give me Paul Craig, please. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on this one. I'm, I'm going to take Paul Craig be. as well. I, yeah, I, that's why you jumped out too, is because you didn't exactly. You, you knew you weren't uh, going out on a limb or anything like that, because uh, you already you already you wanted to be the first one on a dog. No, uh, yeah. but but in all actuality, like pick Paul Craig here because Volkan Ozdemir, as you mentioned, has been submitted twice. Once by just like being badly out grappled by Anthony Smith, and I know Anthony Smith is a good grappler, but he's yeah. not like a paul craig good grappler right no. like he, he he's no, good no, who is not really i mean at light heavyweight maybe nobody um yeah. and, and so like there's that and, and there's also the fact that just like at this time paul, paul craig is really figured out uh how to use his strikes to get in on his takedowns right like yeah. he, he, he's slowly beginning to figure out that like he can't just be a jujitsu guy that lets the other guy come to him um, he started to put together really good takedowns. We saw him do it against Nikita Krylov. He took Shogun down a handful of times. I mean, like, he didn't take Jamal Hill down, but he, he does wind up getting... That That finish goes down as being by strikes, right? Did he, did he get a TKO against Jamal Hill? Oh, was that when he broke his arm? And Yeah, he broke his arm, but then, <laughs> but then for some reason they gave him, like, TKO for punches from the bottom, which, like, no, his arm was fucking broken. Um, yeah, for he, some reason... He was punching himself with his arm somehow. Yeah, yeah that, that's not a sub win <laughs> for some reason. Um, but, like, no, I, I mean, I just think he's looked so good on the ground and is beginning to put his hands together. I, I think he's a steal here um, at plus money against Volkan Ozdemir. No kidding. We've had... Like last week, we had a bunch that we were like, okay, this is a steal. Get in on that. So hopefully this is one of those again. And this, it, once again, this isn't a little dog either. Plus 140 is a real good number. I don't really get it, but I'll take it. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. This feels like the Lauren Murphy one. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. Women's flyweight, Molly McCann. She's going to be a fan favorite for sure uh, when in the O2 Arena versus Hannah Goldie. Sorry about Goldie, 24K is the nickname. She's 6-2 and two with one knockout, one submission. She's 1-2 and two in the UFC. Won her last fight via submission. 1-0 on the contender series. Used to fight down at strawweight. Two years younger than McCann. More active striker. Um, has outstruck her opponents by 1.2 strikes per minute in the UFC. Plus 300 on her. What's her real last name, Dan? Go. Gold, Goldschmidt, right? Yes. Is she related Gold. to Paul Goldschmidt, Dan? I don't believe so. No, um, but it, it's, we, it's weird to see somebody just like shorten their last name like that, yeah. isn't it? Yes. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, it is it is interesting. But have you had her on the podcast to ask her why? I have not. No. I have had Meatball Molly on the podcast. Really? Well, couple of times oh let's talk let's talk about meatball of course who no podcast is complete without meatball molly on it um all right she's 12 and 4 five knockouts she's been stopped once and that's via submission that's the only time she's been stopped in 16 pro fights five and three in the ufc uh she seems to have figured things out uh uh she's won two straight last one via knockout uh, she has missed weight in the past she is another former cage warrior champion she also is a regional champion inch reach on goldie she outstrikes her ufc opponents by almost a strike a minute is uh, 0.9 strikes per minute Grappin' stats in her favor, minus 400. Go ahead. Okay, real question. Before uh, I just put my Molly McCann pick in here, yes. um, you know, you you said in there she seems to have figured things out recently. Do you think she's figured things out recently, <laughs> or they have just given her yeah. exactly what she needs to win? Yeah, that that could be the case. Uh, because she, she she got E.G. on Kim and, and Juana Carolina. Neither of those yep. two are going to try to grapple her at any time. Um, and, and like she does well against people who want to strike with her, right? Priscilla Cachuera, want to strike with her? Beat her. Aram Lipsky, beat her. Deanna Belbicha, beat her. Uh, you know, Dijon Kim, Luana Carolina. If you want to stand and strike with Molly McCann, you lose. Um, and then, you know, go to the people who tried to grapple her. Jillian Robertson, Talia Santos, uh, Laura Procopio, which by the way, her name is coming up right now, uh, as Laura Fritzen, uh, now on, oh, okay. on Tapology. I don't know why it's not Laura Procopio anymore, but she's Laura Fritzen. Um, anyway, uh, but the, my, my point being here is that like, this seems like a setup fight for Molly McCann, uh, as they continuously seem to set her up in, in London, Hannah Goldie, not going to score any takedowns here, probably going to try to strike with her isn't going to look good doing so. Um, you know, I I just think Meatball Molly can, you know, outwork her on the feed. I think she could mix in a couple of takedowns. They gave her somebody who she weirdly has a reach advantage over because Molly McCann doesn't have a reach yeah. advantage over very many people in the whole flyweight division. So, yeah. yeah, like, it seems like a setup fight. I'm going Molly McCann here. Wouldn't be surprised to see her get her out of there. She does seem to feed off that live London crowd. Very true. Yeah. Um, good points. It seems like they realized what they had in her and, and um, yeah, she was stumbling along to start off her career and they seem to know what to, uh, who to match her up with. So meatball Molly is the pick here. I don't know about minus 400. So, um, all right, moving on light heavyweights, Nikita Krylov versus Alexander Gustafsson. Yes. Gustafsson is back. The Mahler is back. At light heavyweight, too. He's 18 and 7 as a pro with 11 knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted three times. 10 and 7 in the UFC. Uh, however, he's lost three straight fights. Uh, before that, he won two straight. So he's 0 and 3 over his last three and 2 and 3 over his last five. He's been finished in all three of his last fights. His last fight was at heavyweight. That was back in July of 2020. His last win, and you want to guess how long it's been since he's won a fight, Dan? Since he's won a fight. Was it when he beat. 
was it when he beat Jan Blankovic? Mm, no, it was when he beat who. Glover Teixeira. Yeah, because um, he because he beat those two back to back, which yeah. is are his last two wins, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Uh, that that's got to be twenty the late 2017. May of 2017. So even worse. Oh, okay. It's yeah, been over worse. five years since he's won a fight because he was on the on the uh, silence for a bit. Um, 2007. He's been a professional fighter since. Two inches height, two inches reach on Krylov. He outstrikes his UFC opponents by 0.6 strikes per minute. Grappling stats in his favor, plus 160. Uh, Krylov, you know his nickname, Dan? Nikita Krylov is, well, he used to be the minor, and he used yep. to be Al Capone. Oh, okay. I have the minor. I don't have Al Capone, but I do Yeah, he was, he was Al Capone for like a minute. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, 27 and 9. 11 knockouts, 15 submissions. So he's finished everyone but one of his uh, wins, all of his wins there. Uh, he's been knocked out once, submitted six times, eight and seven in the UFC over two stints. He's lost two straight. He's won one of his last four. He got sub- subbed his last fight. He was the FNG champion. He used to fight at heavyweight as well. 2012, he's been around as in MMA professionally. Five years younger than Gustafsson, striking and active striking stats in his favor. He outstrikes his UFC opponents by almost two strikes per minute, 1.91, minus 195. Uh, I, this is, this I don't trust either guy, but I I really don't trust Gustafsson. Um, we haven't seen him for a long time, and he looked really bad when we did see him last. So um, give me Krylov in this one, please. Yeah, I'm going to take Krylov, too. And you're right. I, I don't feel really good about either of these two, but I'll say this. Like, Krylov makes mistakes, right? Like, that's one of the things that, like, categorizes his UFC career. If you go back and look, like, you know, he got Von Flew choked by OSP, uh, which yeah. is like funny. Um, he, he got taken down in arm triangle choked by Jan Blankovic, uh, which is a weird one. Um, he, he shot a dumb takedown and got submitted by Misha Sirkinov. Like it, he's done really dumb shit uh, and wound up in bad situations and lost fights. He shouldn't lose. But here's the thing is like, Gus isn't going to, take him out right like I, I don't feel like Gus has got the finishing power anymore at his age and in his stage of his career so like if he ain't gonna take him out what is he gonna do to him you know what I mean like I, I don't yeah. I don't know what his game plan is to win this I mean maybe outbox him I, but like Krylov has got sub skills he hits really hard uh and with as slow as is Gustafson is right now and as shitty as he looked on the mat his last fight I, I mean I think Krylov's got multiple methods to get the win here in uh, even older and more rundown, um, Fabricio Verdum just totally owned him that fight. So yeah, that that was yeah. a dumb move to heavyweight, by the way. Yeah, yep, it was. You know, it's not a dumb move. Um, using IP Vanish. You know, the browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy. That's right. With added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IP Vanish VPN make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like 89 months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4% out of 5 on Trust Pilot. So go to ipvanish.com slash SGP. Use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. It's IPVANISH.com slash SGP. 
All right, time to break down one of Dan's favorite fighters, Patty Pimblet, right? I, love <laughs> I, I do enjoy watching Patty Pimblet. I am just, I, I will say this, I'm just so much lower on him than most people are. <laughs> yes, very true. Did you hear uh, what he plans on doing after he beats Jordan Levitt on Saturday, Dan? I heard what Jordan Levitt plans on doing if he beats Patty Pimblet. Uh, what what did he say? I don't think I heard his interview. He said he was going to twerk on him and then right, go home. Right. <laughs> Patty Pimlet's uh, going to teabag him. He said so. There you go. That's probably in response to the twerking. I yeah. would have to guess. So yeah. Maybe we maybe that can be the uh, reward for or, or the punishment for whoever loses this season between you and me. Twerk. No teabag. Uh, I mean, I think it's a good. Ep- I think it's a good episode title. Twerk versus teabag. Twerk versus tweet. <laughs> but I'm afraid if it. I'm afraid if. If we made it like you get teabagged if you lose, you're gonna throw it on purpose. I'm, I feel. That that's what you think about me. That's what I think about you. Let's break <laughs> down the fight, Dan. We're gonna tell you about Jordan Levitt. Jordan, leave it alone. Uh, the Monkey King. He's ten and one, one knockout, six submissions. Never been finished in a fight. Three and one in the UFC. He's won two straight fights. One nil in the Contender Series. Used to fight at featherweight. Striking stats in his favor. He outstrikes his UFC opponents by 0.67 strikes per minute. Plus 210 on him. Patty the Batty Pimblet, a.k.a. Owen Hart, 18 and 3. Six knockouts, eight submissions. He's been submitted once. He's 2 and 0 in the UFC, both of his wins via finish. He's won four straight fights. He also is a former Cage Warrior champion. Also was a regional champion. Used to fight at Bantamweight, used to fight at Featherweight. How unbelievable is that when you see how big he gets uh, after these fights? But it's true, it's true. Uh, 2012, he's been fighting professionally since. Inch of height, two inches of reach on Levitt. He's two, about two and a half times more active landing strikes. He outstru- he's outstruck his UFC opponents by 2.18 strikes per minute, minus 260. Obviously, Dan's going to go with Levitt. He's going to tell you why. Yeah, I'm going to go with Levitt. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, predictable. It might be predictable, but like, man, like, I don't know that he has the takedowns to get Pimblet to the mat. Like, I, I don't. I, I'm going to be real honest. Like, he might have them. He might not have them. Uh, but the bottom line is, like, I think he's a better wrestler or a better grappler than Pimpwood is. Um, like the, the only person who's out grappled him that he's fought is Claudio Puelles. Um, and that includes fights with Matt Salis and Trey Ogden, who are both pretty good grapplers. He subbed one of them. I mean, he subbed Luke Flores on contender series. Like he's just like a, a really strong jujitsu specialist. Now, whether or not he's a good enough wrestler to get Pimpwood down, I don't know. Pimpwood probably has the striking advantage here, but, I think at the end of the day, the like plus two Oh five swings me enough that like Levitt's worth a dabble here. I'll give you, I'll give you plus two ten. How's that sound? Yeah. I like that. Even yeah. better, right? Yeah. Even right, better. I'm, I'm taking, taking Pimblet. He's going to be the better striker. Despite how horrible his striking as or sloppy, his striking is looking, you'll see it's still better than Levitt's. And yeah, he, every, everybody's is better than Levitt's. Yeah, exactly. I, I will say that Le, Levitt yeah. doesn't look good on the feet. It kind of goes back to uh, if you listen to my breakdown last episode of Claudio Silva versus Nicholas Dalby, yeah. it feels a lot like that to me. Um, only Silva's like a little bit better of a wrestler than Levitt is. Yeah, uh, and, and Pimblitz, uh, I don't think he's gonna get in trouble on the ground. Um, he's good, good at grappling as well. So let's let's take Pimblet. Like I, I'm not as high on him as everyone else is either, but. This is a winnable fight for him. Um, all right, I think we're going to get back on back on the same page for the next fight. Middleweights, co-main event, Jack Hermanson versus Chris Curtis. Um, the action man, Chris Curtis, 29 and 8, 16 knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out once, submitted once. He's won three straight UFC fights. He's taken this one on short notice. He's won eight straight fights overall. 
Used to fight at welterweight, multiple regional championships on his mantle. Right. One in three in PFL. One and zero in the contender series. 2009, he's been fighting professionally since. He was two and zero as a pro boxer. He lands one and a half times more strikes per minute than Hermanson. He gets he outstrikes his UFC opponents by almost a strike a minute. 0.95 strikes per minute. Minus 105 on him, so he's a very, very slight dog. Uh, the Joker, 22 and 7, 11 knockouts, six submissions. Two, he's been knocked out twice, submitted twice. Nine and five in the UFC. He's won two of his last five. He's gone loss, win, loss, win, loss. He also is a former Cage Warrior champion. He also has multiple regional championships on his mantle. <laughs> the on his part. Yeah, you almost, I, I you almost forgot you the right part to drop that. <laughs> exactly. Um, 2010, he's been a pro since. Three inches light, two inches of reach. He outstrikes his opponents by 1.14 strikes per minute. Grappling stats in his favor, minus 115. Um, I will not pick against the action man until he proves me wrong. So I will be going with Chris Curtis. Fight the short notice. Um, stats don't um, don't point to a lot of success short notice, but Curtis has uh, had success fighting short notice. This is his toughest opponent. He's fought Bilal Muhammad, but that was decades ago. So I think this is the toughest test he's had. But I think Hermanson's on the on the way down, and Curtis is definitely on the way up. Um, he showed how good his grappling was last fight, um, and he's got that explosive power in his hands. So give me Curtis as a slight underdog. Yeah. I mean, you, you said it all in your breakdown, right? Like his, the, the fact that he stuffed Rodolfo Vieta, like that, that to me uh, is all I need to know about this fight with Jack Hermanson. Cause it's like Rodolfo isn't going to get him down and grapple with him. Hermanson isn't either, which means we're breaking down a striking matchup between these two here. Yeah. And and that's an easy one for me. I take Chris Curtis. He's a better technical striker. He's a better power striker. Uh, Chris Curtis all day for me. Uh, and and Chris Curtis. I don't, I don't even day. think it's all that close. And technically, he's technically he's a dog right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was it was pick him a couple of days ago, and now it's he's 105 against minus 110. So, yeah, it's basically pick him still, but he's a slight slight dog. Yeah, that that's crazy. We'll take me. it. We'll take it. Um, we thought we weren't, I just, I said after his last fight, we're probably not going to get Chris Curtis as a dog uh, anytime soon, but here we go. Very, very next fight. Um, all right. Main event time. Heavyweights. Curtis Blades versus Tom Aspinall. Um, let's tell you about Razor Blades. He's 16 and three with one no contest. He's been, he's has 11 knockouts on his record. Been knocked out himself three times. So all of his losses have come via knockout. He's 11 and three with one no contest in the UFC. He's won two straight and six of seven. He won via TKO his last fight. He was a uh, wrestling champ in college. He's got two inches of reach on Aspinall. He outstrikes his UFC opponents by 1.84 strikes per minute, plus 105 on him. Aspinall, 12 and 2, nine knockouts, three submissions. So he's finished all of his wins. He's been submitted once in his career. It's the only time he's been stopped. So when he's 5 and 0 in the UFC, all via finish. 8 and 0, eight, eight fights in a row, all via finish as well, obviously. 1 0 is a pro boxer. He's got a height of. Uh, height, uh, one inch of height, excuse me, on blades, two years younger than him. Striking stats in his favor, and he's two, twice more active landing strikes. He outstrikes his UFC opponents by almost five strikes per minute. It's 4.68 strikes per minute. That's an insane number. I think that's the biggest number I've seen since I started tracking this a few months ago. Uh, grappling stats are as well in his favor, minus 135. We'll let you break down the main event first. Uh, this this is a really hard one to break down. This is, is one of the hardest, hardest main events in some time, but uh. I thought about it after a while, and I'm actually going to go with Tom Aspinall here. Um, I didn't uh, – it's so hard because I think Curtis Blades is one of the, like, most criminally underrated guys in the UFC. But, like, I've seen Aspinall stuff takedowns and not let people get in on side of it. Like, 
he's got a hundred percent takedown defense in the UFC, but I think it's like three total attempts and, you know, only one from somebody who could actually maybe take somebody down in the UFC and Sergei Spivak. So like he's faced yeah. nobody like blades who could take him down. You could say the same thing about like blades with like the speed of Tom Aspinall, like blades has fought power punchers. He's lost to a couple of them. He's never fought anybody even close to as fast as Tom Aspinall. So like, you have to ask yourself like, which one of these new skills is going to like scare the other guy more? I just think Aspinall's footwork and the fact that he switches stances makes it like harder for him to get a hold of. He like he's like one of the few heavyweights who's light on his feet. He like moves super fast. I think he's gonna stay out of Blades' range and like punish him for shooting takedowns. Um, I also worry a little bit that like Blades with his big knockout on Chris Dawkins now thinks he can just do that. Um, yeah. it might just like stand with, with Tom Aspinall for three minutes. And that's, I'm going to be honest, three minutes on the feet with Tom Aspinall would be all that, that blades needs to lose this fight. Um, so I, I'm going to pick Aspinall here. Yeah. I'm taking Aspinall, Aspinall as well. He, he's a better striker. And, and like you said, faster and more athletic. Um, and he's, he's got the grappling too. uh, BGJ black belt, pro- obviously not as good a rest uh, as a wrestler as blades, but um, very good jujitsu. Uh, hopefully he can keep blades off him with his speed and his power. Um, but it's surprising. Um, blades is only two years older than him. Uh, like, uh, he is criminally underrated for what he's accomplished at his age already. Yeah. And, and like, man, I, I would just say like Curtis blades may be, and I say this all the time too. He may be one of the most skilled in terms of like a well-rounded MMA game in all of the heavyweight division, right? Like, because like, yeah. but before Naganu showed us like two takedowns against surreal gain, like we, we all said he's a puncher with no takedown game. And before, you know, I mean, Derek Lewis is not a complete fighter by any stretch of the imagination. Curtis blades is a complete fighter. He can yeah. box, he can take you down. He's got, you know, he's got skills in all kinds of parts of the game, but like, I just worry that he's not fast enough or strong enough for somebody like Tom Aspinall. Yeah, Aspinall, Aspinall's speed is what really, really stands out when you watch him fight. So, um, yeah, I guess it shows how high we are in him that despite all the praise for Curtis Blades, we are still picking against him. Um, so that is the main card, but we are not done. Of course, no, we have a recommended place. Um, and we're going to let Dan go first. We have $100 that we're going to spend on the fights that we think are, are, are worth your attention. So we'll let Dan make his first pick. All right, I'm going to kick it out the gate with Chris Curtis. Uh, we mentioned we liked him. Negative 105, I think, is a great number. I'll take 35 of my 100 on Chris Curtis. Woo, I was going to take Curtis as well. Um, what do we have at minus 105? I don't know if I want 30. I'm just I'm going to be more of a scaredy cat. No, actually, go 30. 30 on Curtis for me, money long time. Um, all right, and then uh, I'm going to take kind of like a, a chalky favorite here uh, just because I think the line isn't even showing off uh, how much of a favorite he ought to be. I'm going to take another 35 on uh, Mark Casey here. All right. What was that line? That was last podcast. Um, he is that what? Uh, I got to scroll down here. Minus 350 on the bone crusher. Um, I like him as well. I'm not sure if I'm taking him yet. Um, we'll see. Uh, so it's 35 on him. All right. Who else do I like? Um, I got Curtis. Main events, too hard to call. Pimblet, numbers too high. Uh, Pimblet's minus 260. 
Hmm. No, I can't do that. Um, Paul Craig. Let's take Paul Craig. Um, submission or no, I'm just going to take him to trying to think. He, what's Paul Craig via finish? Via do finish? Do you yeah. want do you want finish or do you want submission specifically? Uh, uh, forget it. I'm not doing props. I always do props. And this one's already <laughs> at, I always get screwed when I do props. This one's at two, uh, 140 already. Give me... No, give me another 30 on just Paul Craig money line, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he wins via submission. So, yeah, and I'm going to use my last 30 in the same exact way. Uh, I'm going to use it on Paul Craig's money line. Um, and yeah, I will advise people out there who are thinking uh, Paul Craig subline or Paul Craig uh, inside the distance line. Just just be wary of that. He, he does uh, like you know, he got the TKO technically in the Jamal Hill fight. He got the TKO in the Shogun fight. So like, he's not just a sub guy. Um, so like, if, if you want to, you want to dance around with that a little bit, that's fine. But don't be like, you know, be in on the money line too. I would say that. There you go. Um, but there are the gens and they'll probably just go right in on, um, the, the biggest line they can get down. That's, that's the way they roll. So well, so like, uh, yeah, I didn't put down. I got. I got to put down all your picks here. Um, I like Molkaev, even though it's minus five hundred. Maybe that'll be my most. How much do I have left? Uh, all right, give me forty bucks on Molkaev um, to win, even though he is up against a hard opponent. But um, I'll take him anyhow because he is a real deal, the Punisher. So Molkaev versus Johnson. Molkaev money line minus five hundred. All right, so. Gumby has 35 in Chris Curtis money line, 35 in Marky Casey money line, 30 on Craig, Paul Craig money line. I have 30 on Chris Curtis money line, 30 on Paul Craig money line, and 40 on Mohammed Mokayab money line. All right, time for Hungry Man John Super Fan Parlay. It will get you at least 10 times your money. What does Dan have cooked up for us this this episode? So I just warned you not to take the Paul Craig sub line. <laughs> yep. uh, and I'm gonna start this one by taking the Paul Craig sub line. Um, <laughs> if you're if you're gonna do a monster parlay, plus two fifty for yeah. him by sub is, is a good price, right? Like if you're if you're trying yeah, to wild. stack something up big, plus two fifty for him by sub seems kind of silly. So I'll take him there, and I'll also take the Chris Curtis TKO, um, KO or TKO over Jack Hermanson. Oh, okay. um, like I I wouldn't be surprised if he went out there, Jack Hermanson got a little bit too aggressive and he put him away. That's plus two thirty. Um, which is pretty nice as well. So put those two together and you get plus 10.55. And 55. So Paul Craig, submission, Chris Curtis, TKO or KO, regardless. Uh, plus 150, 10.55 is pretty darn solid, Dan. I think you're going to do it this week. You're going to hit it. This is it, the one. It's I, I've hit a couple. Well, no, I've hit one before, right? One this year, <laughs> two, two total. Yes, okay. Okay. Yeah. No, the last one was it was 14 too to not to one instead of instead of just a measly 10. There you go. It's always doable too. You always pick doable ones. So um, we'll see if it comes through this week. Uh, anything else we need to tell them about this event, Dan? No. I'm not sure enjoy. when it starts. Just make sure you watch it. Yeah. Enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> enjoy it. Uh, get in the Discord and you can chat about it with us if you like. Um, there'll probably be some chatting in there on. Well, this is coming up Thursday, so you, you won't be chatting there on Wednesday for sure. Um, Thursday, there's no fights. Friday, there's fights. We got some regional fights. Episode 172, you can get our picks on that. There's some um, one championship, Bellator and Cage Warriors both go to, all go down Friday. So get in on the Slack and talk about that. I'm sure at least John will be in there talking about it. Um, 
then Saturday, the main event, we will all be in there talking UFC London. So make sure you get an SG uh, sports gambling podcast.com. Uh, not I said Slack is discord. Excuse me. Sports gambling podcast.com slash discord um, is where all the cool kids are now. Um, Twitter SGPN MMA is the show account. I am Jeff Fox writer. He is Gumby Vreeland. Uh, my MMA site is moneymma.substack.com. At the very least, you can get in there and get in a free pick'em game for this uh, this week's event. Um, and then Dan's other podcast is the Top Turtle MMA Podcast. And this week he has on. Did you already forget? You already forgot. No, no. <laughs> Charles Johnson um and some guy from the contender series that was that was billy the episode dude billy goth <laughs> who billy goth billy he's, a goth, C- yes. he's a ces champion yeah yes yes that was yesterday's episode you think i remember that i i yeah i thought you know maybe you ought to <laughs> no i haven't listened yet it's in the queue still i have not listened yet to the top turtle mma but i have not missed an episode so there you go except for the one i was on i don't need to listen to myself so. um <laughs> Anything else? No, I don't think there's anything else, is there? Uh, I think I think we got it all. All right. We will be back on Sunday, 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 to break down this event uh, and break down um, how we did with our picks. Until then, I will be Jeff the Monster Fox. He will remain the Gumby God, Daniel Vreeland, and we'll be back in years on Sunday. Bye.